All right, guys, welcome into the collective episode one, Maiden Voyage. Is that how you're starting it? Is that how yeah. you're starting it? Welcome into the collective. That's all I've got. Thank you. Shout out okay. to Heat. I like. I like natural starts where you're just talking like, so I learned in creative writing class that you start the story in the middle. That's why sometimes on Debbie debate and on better sports, better sports, we're, we're able to do this is where we just start the show in the, like in the middle of a conversation. I like starting that way. Okay. There's not we a true beginning. There's no real, host we are here. kicked off. There's no real host no. here guys. I mean, this is just going to be a show that we're doing weekly for you. We're going to talk about, Sometimes fantasy Whatever. football, sometimes race, not fantasy, economics, <laughs> politics, <laughs> the election. <laughs> yes, Austin. Uh, this is going very well, man. This uh, is uncensored. Sharp, sharper review uncensored. I do miss the sharp review. Yeah. It was really. like two shows. It was fun. No, I'll be honest. It was great. I have. There's so many times because you don't let me, I can't talk about anything I want to. And if I did that, I could just, I could say anything I wanted to say. What were you talking about on a sharp review that I wouldn't let you talk about today? No, Nothing. I'm just saying like in general, like ideas that I've had that I, cause most, a lot of the ideas that I have are not, it have nothing to do with sports. Now, sometimes I can interweave, you know, current events with what's going on in sports, but sometimes like, I just want to talk about Chris Rock special. Did you like it? You special? know, I did, and you didn't. No, I didn't think it was very good. I didn't think it was very good so, either. And I'm a Chris Rock I, fan. In fairness, I was not 100% sober when I saw it. Okay. And so I've heard a lot of people panic. But this is the other thing is that um, sometimes Chris Rock like educates about the culture. And I don't even realize that there's some things people just don't know until he says it and points it out that like, you know, that you don't. So it's kind of like a, a Christmas. Some of the jokes are like Christmas presents. Like when he was talking about looking behind the ears, the looking behind the ears thing with Meghan Mark. Yeah. There's some other examples like that. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I would have taken notes. If I known we were gonna have a conversation about, it. I'll watch it again. We'll watch sober. Again. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll circle we, back to this one. Yeah, I didn't. Think let it me was give that you. Great. Let me give my top five comedians. Okay. And no, Chris Rock is not in, is not in my top five. I think I've had this conversation with somebody. Tom Segura. I think he's only. Well, yeah, no, he's not. Tom Segura. Louis C.K. Christopher. Um, you can. Sidetrack. Sidetrack. Tom Segura there when you said that, by the way. He looked so, real quick. You don't know who Tom Segura is? No, I don't know who There's Tom no Segura is. I'm you not don't a comedy, know who Tom Segura I'm a, I'm not, No, I'm not a comedy guy. Okay. Austin, Austin knows me. I had to look up Tom Segura. Like, I don't, I, like, I don't listen to, like, I'm comedy a, specials or anything. Boy. I know nothing about this dude. Okay, Tom Segura. I would put Nate... Uh, What's this? What's the kid from like Tennessee? Nate Bargatze. Nate Bargatze. He's funny. Brian Regan, of course. Dave. This is this is not intended to be my top five, but I'm just list. I'm just listing comedians. This is my top um, five. This is not intended to be on my top five. All right. Brief aside. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
I went to I went to I went to the Louis C.K. show a couple of months ago. I recorded something afterwards. I'm like, guys, let me know if I can put this on the podcast feed. No one answered. And nobody answers when they don't want to tell me no. I'm glad you that aspect. Discuss. Yeah. Discuss. We we just hope you'll forget. Yeah. Pretty pretty much. Here, here's Austin, the problem. Austin, Felix. I have I have rejection letters from employers from 2000. I know you do. You, you think like, you think I'm gonna forget off this stuff, dude? Like you don't even need to eat. You could just put a it's like that's like you're you know, if you're in a coma, like and they just give you like an IV, that would just be yours. It's just hater shit from your past. And I uh I'm not I'm not intending to fuel that any further. Yeah. I I'm just glad you've caught on to that aspect of where we don't reply. <laughs> It's funny to me, but I mean, at least now we have to get the conversation. I think conversations are interesting, even especially where people do not agree with each other. Everyone's so scared to have a conversation where they don't agree with each other. At least this, I think this show should be a safe space. The thing is, you know why I like Chris? Because Chris will have these conversations with me. I'm not saying you won't, Austin. Me? But yeah. Yeah, Chris yeah, will have these conversations we've, with we've me. We've had these sorts of conversations before. I'm always Austin, willing to, to debate world Austin views. Austin is terrified. Is terrified. We're not lying. I mean, not not. Well, actually, no. You're you. You won't have them on microphone, but you will have them off mic. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Welcome to the collective. Got to give them at least a, a jumping off point. You know. I don't know. Um. So this is what I was thinking, and this is not—I'm not supposed to just be dominating the microphone here. No, I mean this is—it's—it's it's going to be different people on here every single time, you know, different combinations. I think that's fun too, because like I don't do a lot of shows. I was thinking about it the other day when you and I went on the official with Alfred. Yeah, I think it's yeah. the first like show that wasn't you know seven or eight of us have done with Alfred in I don't know, eighteen months, two yeah. years. It's been a long time, so I think different combinations will be will be fun. You know, probably won't have a lot of calling on me like just on here. I mean, we do that. Twice a week already. You don't need more of that. I think that are that's people clamoring for Colin. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Colin. I think that that's one of our greatest strengths. Is I think that any two of us could do a show with each other, and it would just ro- it would roll well. Well, yeah. you know, like Chris and Colin could do a show with each other. Me and Alfred could do with a, a show with each other. Matt and and Austin could do a show with each other and it would, you know, and it would, it would work. And we're going to have more than, you know, we're going to have, I, I want to have, you know, Hannah on a show. I want to have, um, she's really good. She just doesn't like being on camera. Exactly. But I think if we just get her trying to get her to warm up with the podcast, yeah, we can, uh, right. we can get her to gotta, do that. Gotta get Barnabas on here. Barnabas. Yes, yeah. Barnabas Mike, is really good. People are, recording. people are clamoring for Barnabas. They are. They want, they want more Barnabas content and I don't, I don't blame them. He's he's good. Everybody. So we're <laughs> we're talking about building a brand. Have we ever put out like a hey? Do you want to write for us? It's it's all been somebody saying hey, we need to go get this person. Yeah, and they've all been <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. Yeah, we don't care if you have you know ten thousand followers or one or follower. One. I think you know. Right. I mean, when Mike started with us, he barely had any. Barnabas Chris didn't have anything and what did we have when we started a thousand each i mean it wasn't like we were all you know we still we're still not big yeah 
the the C2C like account has more followers than like all of us, like mm -hmm. easily, which is fine. I mean, I think that shows that's what tonight shows. It's also by design. General, by the way, guys, is you know, kind of brand building behind the scenes what we've been doing. And um yeah. I I always think about it like you know, the guys that created DLF, those guys all have like twenty five hundred followers. Like none of them have any. Yeah. Like the brand yeah. is the brand, the company is the company, and it doesn't, you know, the brand isn't one person. I think that's an easy way to uh you know, if something happens to someone or, you know, can't keep up the, the single con person's consistency. I mean, I think that's a good way to to fail pretty easily. And I, I think what you said is a good point, right? Like the brand is the brand, but I think everybody behind the scenes and DLF is a, a really good point uh, or a really good example of this as well, embodies the brand in that aspect. So no one, no personality really overshadows what they're doing. Um, because it's all linked back, right? Like nobody is really going against the brand in terms of um, what foundation or goal. Like everyone is very aligned behind a brand, and you see this in a lot of successful companies that that everyone is a cog in the wheel of a brand versus like when you contract people to be independently successful within your brand you risk a lot. Um, and I think that having a shared vision among all contributors is important. I think that's like a, a fundamental thing into, you know, like where you head versus it, when you, where you head in success, it has to be everybody behind the vision of the brand. You can't have like mercenaries basically come in and hire them because you think they're good for content. Like I don't think that's a long-term sustainable strategy. If you read any Jim Collins, but Jim Collins, New York Times bestselling author on, on business development, like research to business development, like a theme throughout all of his books, good to great. Um, I forgot the other one. Is that, is that the one that you sent us to read? Yeah, yeah. I got through like two thirds of the one book. It was it was good. Um, yeah, but the a theme in there is like no one being above. Yeah. The 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 company in and of itself building a culture where that's just normal you know what i mean and it's i think it's either easy to do that when everyone feels valued and i think we've tried to create that kind of culture here so it's not even really spoken you know i mean not i don't want this show to just be a circle jerk of us talking about how good of a job we're doing but um as Felix makes the motion on, on camera here. Um, let's we'll figure out a way to release the video, maybe. Um, <laughs> and he stopped that real quick when I said that. I'm going to download um, the video as soon as we're done with this. I think, um, yeah, I think it's it's kind of an unspoken thing. Like, everyone just kind of always been on the same page. I think, you know, the companies, you know, we just talked about DLF. I, I think, you know, we've we've pulled some inspiration from them, certainly from how, you know, like, Rotoviz is another one. Um, uh, ETR, Establish the Run. Um, all these kind of places where it's kind of, you know, singular, you know, focus amongst everybody, even though everyone's kind of going in a different direction. I think that makes a pretty big difference. Yeah, you can have um, individuals who thrive in a niche. And I think that doesn't necessarily take away from or distract. Distract is probably the right word. Uh, when we talk about a brand. And I, I think everyone that we, so 
I think Felix, you said this at the beginning. Um, we've been incredibly intentional about who we wanted to bring in over time. Like we've never put a help wanted ad out. Um, the people that we've interacted with respect. Um, we've reached out to and said we we think that you as an individual align with our our brand, and we think that you're an incredibly smart or um, you know someone who can just do so many different things. I mean, we have so many people here who are so talented and a bunch of different aspects, but like it's always been intentional. It has never been trying to get the biggest name because they're the biggest name. It's been, we want to get people who we think fit within this culture. Like that's such a lame word, but like, it's probably true. Like, I, like we, we've had discussions about people's personalities and whether or not they would fit with us, not like necessarily whether or not we thought they were a good contributor or that they would bring in views. That's almost the first conversation that we have about people when we're talking about, you know, bringing folks on. Which we've never, rarely do we ever talk about views or download numbers or anything like that. We just feel like if we keep doing what we're doing, we'll eventually get you, it get there. But speaking of what, I feel like we've told this story before, but like big wide receiver guy was somebody that Austin wanted. We recruited him. Had to circle back and and go back and try to get him. Told us no twice. Told us no twice, and then I don't know what three four months later, talked to us again and you know, and decided to come on and look at all the stuff that he and David have done done to make the site the site better. So I just it's uh, I mean we are we are trying to build something. I think that's interesting is tracking it as. as as we go, we're trying to build something that has decades long standing. And the, the interesting thing about what we're doing is, is compared to anybody else in the fantasy space. I think everybody else in the fantasy space gets to just serve their market. We have to create the market that we're going to serve and then, and then serve it. It's, it's more. So for example, you could come out with a new car line, right now automobile line right now you just sell it sell it to people who already already drive cars now if you were to come out with a flying car you would have to create your market for people who are comfortable flying cars that's what we're doing we're trying to create the market for people who are going to play college fantasy football and then serve them it's like more to me it's more akin to what apple did with the ipad the ipad came out like who what why do i need something that looks like a it doesn't, yeah, right, yeah. it doesn't make phone calls. It doesn't make it doesn't make phone calls. Like you're create you're creating your market and then serving it. And so that's what you know, that's what we're trying to do. And it's it's how many like people it, it the, there are there are established people, whether it be with platforms or with companies who have just said it's never gonna happen. And I just I to me it's inevitable that it happens. It, it's inevitable that it happens. It is uh, in some capacity or another. I, what the future looks like, I think, is probably TBD. Um, but the licensing issues that have been held up for so long, like those are breaking down. We used to have, like, I, I don't know how many people have been in this space long enough to remember, but like Yahoo used to host College Fantasy for a, a while. Like, a I, years, I, yeah, yeah for, for, you know, a little bit of time. And so, this is not a foreign concept per se. It, it is 
the breaking down the bear, and, and guess who owns a lot of rights to the media? ESPN. Guess what's coming out next year? The NCAA 14, like the, the 2020, 2023, 2024, probably 2024 football game, right? And and so you're a lot of norms that existed prior that people could legitimately make a case and say, hey, it's not going to happen right now. Those are probably true. Now with the current environment, things are changing at a rapid pace. And I don't think that the industry is caught up. Like people, people who decision how makers many, in the fantasy industry, I don't think have caught up. How, how many people would you say that you've met at, you know, at the expo talking to people that own companies or, um, you know, on Twitter or, you know, I think we'll, we're going to be start doing some FSGA stuff. Sounds like that's going to start, start, you know, being more of a thing for college football, college fantasy. How many people have you legitimately talked to that seem like they had any sort of real business sense in that regard like uh savvy uh, like I, I don't know very what you, really none what are you talking about yeah it's like none it just seems like a very obvious like there's more money in college football right where else where else can that trickle down to like it just seems like a you know two plus two to, to... Uh, we we've seen major decision makers in media make what i would call um disadvantageous moves cutting college football staff and that makes no sense to me i just don't understand i think there's also a, not a lot of writers and, and podcast like i if i like i don't have enough followers and i'm not one of the raw raw people anyway out on twitter but if i was this is the kind of year, time of year where like, you know like new writers start popping up like there's yeah. a million people writing redress like nfl redress content like Unless you're just insanely creative or you find some sort of, you know, niche that is underserved and within that, you know, then Denny Carter did it with kickers. Um, you know, some, some of these guys like have, have kind of, you know, gotten their way in that way. I would just tell someone like, go learn college football. Like there's going to be a need for that in the not so distant future. You're going to have a leg up on people. You're going to have a skill set. That and coding. I mean, I think those are kind of the two ways that they're the easiest ways into stuff right now. And if I mean, shit, combine the two of them and your Jarek or, you know, Chris does stuff, Hannah does stuff, um, uh, uh, Tim that's with us, uh, Edna, Beast Mode. I mean, it's such an easy way to find a vital role places that, that you know, writing a buy, sell dynasty article tomorrow, like there's a bajillion of out there. Tim, Tim is also Not to disparage another person anybody I had to reach writing out to. Buy, yeah, no, yeah, of course. Tim is also another person that has reached out to about three or four times and be like, hey, you want to come on? Hey, you want to come on? Hey, you want to come on? And I finally got him when Big Wide Receiver Guy joined. Uh, he was like, okay, I need to be in these conversations because I like a lot of people, and I think David and, and Matt are both here for this conversation, which is like the new frontier. And I this is exactly what you're going back to. I'd hesitate to call someone, you know, like the sharpest person that works with us or the, you know, the smartest person or whatever. Like, I, I do think, you know, that like what, what David and Matt are doing with the recruiting stuff and Tim is doing his models as well. It's like, just like, there's nobody else doing it. Doesn't, it's, do, it's, it does it's not really, exist. Really, yeah. Period. Yeah. Totally groundbreaking stuff. I, I'll just pop in and every now and then it'd be like, oh yeah, I just created, you know, this I, it charts, charts. One, the velocity one day we're going to have to re because I don't think people understand all that's available there that you can do for your own research. Uh, there's no, there is no website 
There is no value in this space better than campusdecanton.com. And I'm not just saying that. Like, and it's not because of anybody here talking on the microphone. No, it's just, it's the, it's not, you know, it's because of Jarek. It's because of David and Matt. It's because of, of those guys. It's because of, uh, you know, justice putting that stuff. Yeah. Hannah um, and her sick graphics. Hannah, I mean, yeah. Like this is, yeah. this is just we, teamwork. We launched, we launched that tackle tool this week. That's all justice. And Jarek, you know, helped him plug it into the yep. shiny app or whatever that, the metric that he created for that, he came up with this on, on his own, like tackles over expected or whatever. Like that's his creation. So, I mean, it's just really cool stuff that nobody else is doing. I think there's there's always room for people doing stuff that nobody else is doing. I just think that's the easiest way in. And people don't want to do it because it's, you know, I mean, I think about three years ago, like there was no information. And now like there's some information and we're always trying to get more information and put it all in one spot. But like the, 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 the distance we've covered in three years, I think in three, and not just uh, like college, you know, everything. Oh, yeah. um, so we, we used to search Debbie on Twitter, like hashtag Debbie. Scroll for 30 seconds and you're back six months already. Like it really wasn't that popular of a thing. And I, I think... It's true in this case. And I, I think, you know, we've had people in the space who, you know, were really, uh, I think us as a brand and individuals have good relationships with who've said the same, but it really is true that a rising tide lifts all boats in this case. Once there's more people interested in this format, college fantasy in some capacity, whether that's E2C, CFF, whatever it, Debbie, whatever it is, there's a lot more people producing content. There's a lot more uh, access and accessibility to this content. So I, it's not what you just said. It's not just us. There's so much great stuff being put out. And, you know, I think we're, there's, there's some really good relationships across the industry that have uh, been formed to, uh, to help provide just content in general and just make it accessible to the biggest audience possible. Like Eric Froton's a great example. Right, like Fr Froton is an awesome dude who has advocated for college fantasy for a long time. John Lobb, like these people are supportive of us, the same we're supportive of them, and we are growing this industry together and getting it out to like different audiences. So it is not just us leading this charge, of course. It is so many other people, and I don't want to just limit it to them, but two folks who are get, are get in trouble dudes. when you start naming but, names but, and you don't name. Anybody. I know, I know. I didn't, I didn't but, want to. The dumb thing that I think that the industry doesn't understand is that okay, let let's let's do use an analogy. So the the current fantasy industry, as far as the businesses that make decisions here, they want to buy the hundred dollar stock that's gonna go to a hundred and two dollars, as opposed to buying the one dollar stock that's gonna go to four dollars. Makes no sense at all and it's just so short-sighted like you can get in at one dollar right now and in two years your one dollar is going to be worth four but they want to go they want to go buy the five hundred dollar stock that might be worth five hundred and fifteen dollars you know it doesn't make any sense and i mean i don't know i just i to be honest like i i think it, it is inevitable i think that every single year there's a slow trickle a slower and slower 
trickle about what it is that we're doing, what, you know, Josh Pate has talked about college fantasy, the guys at 24-7. you got to actually hear them more regularly, even talking about college fantasy, and we're trying to get out there. We are trying to create this market. And quite frankly, I mean, our numbers aren't going down, you know. I mean, it's not like we have – Less subscribers at the site this year at this point than we did at this time last year by any respect, you know. So you can't tell me that there is not a, a market for this stuff. Our, our Who has the most followers out of all of us? The C2C account at four at 4,100, which is nothing in this. Are street. we just talking like partners or people? That no, no, no. I mean us? like anybody who like who. Well, Brandon, Brandon. Brandon Sanders has like 8,000. Like, yeah, yeah. But. But the C2C account has 4,100. 4,100. But if you look at our... I'm, this is going to become a circle jerk fest. We have a... There's a very high percentage of those followers that have been converted to customers, which means there's an appetite and a market for what it is that we're doing. When we've been told by several people in this business that there isn't one. That their market research... Is this a name names? No, it's probably not name names. No, not yet. I don't have a problem naming names. Name a name. Name a name. I'm editing this after. (laughs) I've been told firsthand that the market research at Sleeper suggests that there is not a... I've, I've I've said this before. They believe that... So a, a place like Sleeper, a place like Fan Tracks, a place like I'm, I'm assuming ESPN not spoken to anyone at ESPN. Their objective is to acquire new customers. So if you are a fantasy football fan, they want to get the fan that plays fantasy golf or fantasy racing, and they believe that those who play fantasy football, NFL fantasy football, and those who play college fantasy football overlap. So therefore, they couldn't acquire a new customer there, which is just That's so dumb. It's it's dumb that for is a lot of reasons. The, that's the it's opposite of what you should be doing reasons. as like a from a marketing perspective. Literally, you want people you want you want so people on your set platform at all times. Yeah, it you might want not people be, who are uh, in you know, depth. It might not elongate like the year, but for those five months, like instead of you know spending ten percent of your time on the sleeper app, now you're spending twenty percent of your time on like it's just more so, time in there. So yeah. I I have a degree in marketing. Um, from the University of South Carolina, and I had a couple people. We we had a couple people come in um, from different companies here and there to classes that I was in, and every single one of them said the same thing over and over: that the more successful brand was the company who advertised on the Twitch with ninety viewers versus the Twitch with. 10,000 viewers if it was a targeted audience. And so when you have a targeted audience, expanding the depth that you have them with is substantially more profitable because those are more loyal, more interested, more likely to convert their interest into some sort of cash in sleeper's case. That's the way to go. And so I, I, it depends what the business model is because if your business model is we need to raise as much money as possible, Maybe it's a different conversation. 
right? But gonna, like if your business, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to no, say that Sleeper yeah. doesn't know what they're doing. They've obviously grown a very successful business, but we've talked about my favorite a lot behind like the scenes. NFL Dynasty. We don't know. Like right now, they're like not making money. Like for anybody no. that doesn't know that, like they just have like they're riding on their, you know, Series A, Series B, Series B investment money. They're Which is trying to money. figure out how to make like so they they're in the process of figuring that out themselves. I don't know that they for have a, an excellent a, it, idea. And for a business model like Sleeper, where they have three million users, you know, they only need uh, what percentage of those users do you need to buy something to actually, you know be uh uh invested in the future of that company but you're right i mean it's it's i don't know two, two what, to five percent right has have any of you bought anything on sleeper no. have any of you bought anything on sleeper anyone listening listening to this have you purchased anything on sleeper have you so made played, a deposit to play their betting things i have i played their their stuff last uh last national championship with alabama and georgia Oh really? Was it any good? It's not available here in PA. Uh, the lines are pretty low, so I, I did well. But um, I mean, they're trying to replicate the what is the Prize Picks underdog um, price Prize Picks or you know underdog model. I think that's actually their best plan of attack forward. I mean, they have all these all these other ways you can purchase stuff on the app, and I just don't think that appeals to more than like one percent of the user I've base, if that. I've always figured that our, like, we're consistently growing, um, you know, week over week, month over month, year over year. I guess we just passed the, the two year, you know, mark. Um, I always kind of figured our big, like, big, 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 you know, growth would happen whenever they started, you know, college best ball became more available, like weekly best ball. Like, you could go on underdog or whatever and, like, you know, you know, like they do with the NFL where you just draft, you know, a thousand teams and then, you know, December rolls around. You're like, oh, cool. I might win some money. Like, I've always thought that would kind of be a um, a spot where, like, all eyes are shifting somewhere to find that content. And we would kind of be an obvious spot to go for it. Um, so I'm kind of I, I fingers think it's crossed. Coming. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I, some I think it is. Yeah. I just got to we just got to figure out. I mean, even like, for us yeah. as, as a company, we've seen the slow trickle yeah. because we've gone from hosting one podcast to having five to be to having partnerships with two with Mojo, with Better Sports, with Prize Picks. I mean, it's a slow snowball. Multiple like, of we, those came to us, by the way. We did not go right. to them. So, yes. This is just the biggest circle jerk of all time. I think it's important to can, kind of, can, you know, can without we call, telling people. Can we call the, can we call the podcast the Circle Jerk? The Circle Jerk episode? <laughs> no, call the whole show. Call the, the whole podcast the, the Circle Jerk. The, the C2 Circle, circle Jerk. jerk. And no, I, and I, not all of our episodes will be like this, obviously. But it's, it's, a, it's a really good, I think, look into how we've operated as a business and kind of what we've seen coming through over the last two years, you know, I'm trying really to understand this market and how this market's expanding and how we've, you know, I, I think we've been successful in the infancy of this company. And we, sh I, like, I want to say this because I feel like this is a misconception. None of the founders have made a single dime yeah. 
<laughs> that is important because people, I don't think people we realize that. We have not made, we have put more money into it. We have not made, there's not been one check that's been cut to, uh, can't even get gas money around here to drive to Massillon, Ohio. That text side, will go unanswered. On the flip side, I think we pay pretty well for our, our company. I, yes, I think we, we do. pay very well for our, the size so, of what we are. So. Yeah. So yes. we have not because it's it's been important for culture. So we have wanted our writers, the people who do the grunt work, to be compensated fairly. Yeah. It's it's uh so Chris Chris actually has made money. Because Chris that's did not true. start that's out right. as a partner. Because he was right. That's right. So Chris he has actually not, made money off. Chris has I made was, money. Uh, <laughs> see, see, maybe, maybe I should transition back then because I, uh, I was making more money then, and that was, that was when uh, we were paying. Uh, we've gone up in our payment, probably du- at least double, doubled. At least doubled it. Yeah. At least doubled than what I was getting paid at the time. Um, but yeah, ever since you know, I, I, I came into um this this role in the company uh like my position i don't think i'm even close to alone it might be like all of us are on the same page here uh whenever we feel like we have a not a surplus but the ability to pay our contributors more i think that's always been like the number one thing that we look at it hasn't been like okay how do we take how do each of us take money out and how do we start getting paid a little little bit more it's always been like hey we think we could pay another five bucks and like i think we for the size of our company like austin just said we are very very competitive in how we we pay people and treat people etc right up from working places before and from talking to other people that we we pay more than some of the companies that probably have 20 times our membership like pretty you would be you would be surprised how little some companies pay uh, their their contributors, and I think that is high. Well, not only do they turnover. pay a very very little amount, is that Dream, like, you're shit. not even you're not even guaranteed to like get the payment uh, that has been promised for your work. So most most companies in the fantasy industry treat their contributors like shit. Bottom well, line, I think like, in, in it's fairness, to make a buck. A lot of the people that we have, their work isn't really rep- replaceable either, necessarily. You know, like if you're writing your buy sell article, your dynasty buy sell article, and you stop writing, I can go find 20 people on the street that are going to sure. write that same exact buy buy sell article. Whereas, you know, Chris K is writing DFS content, or Ethan Sowers, or you know, you know, how many other college DFS guys are there out there? They're not that many. Like we'd have to, you know, you really have to search and poach somebody and. Absolutely. You know, all that kind of stuff. So I think that plays into it. Uh, yeah. And I, I feel like, I feel like the goal has always been to make sure that people who are working with us are like, feel that appreciation. Cause it's really hard to bring, it's really hard to successfully produce unique content. And we have a lot of people who do so. And they you are do. they're really the backbone of kind of like what we're but it's it's all focused though because oh absolutely I, I think we see a lot of brands who try to serve all interests you know do rookie content right now do Debbie content do you know uh, 
dynasty, and we've just said no, we're not, we're not going to play that game. Well, we've kind of added like one that's thing a year, right? Like our first year, what did we really offer? Like just C two C content for the most part. I mean, Debbie make we're we're all Debbie backgrounds for the most part. So, you know, it was it was kind of that. And then the second year, you know, we added CF CFF and a, and the full Debbie team, and you know, the show we're adding. Some more IDP stuff, probably some more DFS stuff. The expansion uh, of recruiting props, yeah, like these. Like I think, I think you can get away with it. Like we we talk about this behind the scenes all the time. You know, we see like these these smaller brands pop up and they're trying to serve everybody, and it's like I don't think that's really the way you do it initially. Kind of get established. It's all about your niche. Yeah, that's it. Then once you're really good, like now, you know, say like, you know, like we're say we're producing the best C2C content. And I'm not saying that's an, as that is like an affirmative statement or not, but let's just say that, that that is true, that we're producing the best C2C content. Everybody knows that if you want C2C content, you go to campuscanada.com. Well, you know, then if you're putting out a line of CFF content, they say, well, their C2C content is the best out there. I bet they're probably not going to do a half-assed job on the CFF content either. Or the, dy- you know, if we do Dynasty content, I bet they're not going to do a half-assed job on Dynasty content. They're probably going to give some of the best stuff out there. I think... Making a very shallow puddle to start off with, nobody knows what you're really good at. You could be good at everything. You could be the best at the, the best people out there do, and you just it's it's like impossible to tell. So I think there's a way to do it and grow it. And it's not one size fit all, but I mean, I think generally that's I would feel pretty confident saying that that's we that's the way we've done it. I think it's a smart way to do it. It's all about it's all about the niche that you occupy in the market and if it's unique even better i mean how many products that we have are just unique to the marketplace mm-hmm. like the freshman supplemental guide nobody's producing fantasy content for freshmen like we like the in the we format won't, we won't we see are. another place do that for a while either yeah because like, we are doesn't exist where do you go to get a freshman supplemental guide you go to c2c like that's why when we were like we should do a guide what do we want to do we were like well we can't do a debbie guide like debbie watched as a debbie guide like we would just be copying them like if that's our flagship product you know you can't just do a cff guide like that's cff site does a cff guide like so that and i think our debbie guide and cff guide are excellent as well but they the cff guide i use that a lot during my uh, during all my drafts it was really it was really good yeah jared and jared and his girlfriend who designed it did did a great job and why are you laughing why are you laughing chris why are you laughing at girlfriend? I think we should, without naming why are you laughing? tell that story. Go ahead. Yeah. You think we should tell this story? Okay, let's feel it. Let me it. tell it. Let me without tell it. Without naming names, yeah. Without naming names. This, this is the type of stuff that I think we should yeah. talk about on this thing. This is, so, this is uncensored, baby. We were accused of plagiarizing the style and format of the CFF guide, which was funny because, as Chris Moxley mentioned, the style and format for the CFF guide was developed by Jared Palmgren's girlfriend who has Palmgren. What are you talking about? That is how you say the name. What am I saying wrong? It's Palmgren. Palmgren. You you said Palmgren. There's no like, uh, in the, when he says it, he says Palmgren, whatever. It's it's Southern drawl. His girlfriend has a background in magazines, but not a background in sports. Am I am I remember that correctly? It's yeah, she does not have. Record. She should not have a background in. She uh, does not fantasy, have a background. fantasy football guides. No. Yeah, and so 
they accused us of plagiarizing. Of course, y'all know how I am. I messaged with this entity and asked for and and provided my phone number, which I've done on Twitter and on podcasts before. Hey, I should tell that story. Come back to bite you. (laughs) It has come back to bite me. I knew it would. (laughs) So somebody put somebody put my phone number on the equivalent of a Canadian Craigslist website saying that I had a PS5 available. So I was getting all these phone calls from Canada. I was, like, I was like, what the fuck? All these phone calls and text messages from Canada. Anyway, I asked for a phone call from that company. And uh and of course they they never they never called. And it's funny, it's funny how uh things come full circle because that story definitely came full circle. Um uh, anyway. Yeah. Fun times. Have you seen the meme? I, 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 let me say this. I think if you, if you are, if you're starting a business and you don't develop people who don't like you, you probably aren't doing a very good job. Like, because you don't present a threat. If you don't present a threat at some point, then you, you probably need to reassess what it is that you're doing. And, you know, we had developed, um, Enemies, nemesis. What do you mean by we? Wait, just me? <laughs> I like everybody. I like everybody. <laughs> no, that's that couldn't even be further from the truth. I will. I'll also tell you to your face if I don't like you. I'll, I that's true. Feel. You're at least but you're at least very honest. Yes. A, a yes. I do not, not. I will not yes. fake it. You're and you will honest. not. You will not pretend you like somebody and try to be <laughs> no. like faux so positive. Yeah. <laughs> no, I will not try to be faux so positive at all but um but no i think i that's true i think that and i i feel like i've i said this when we first started like we're gonna do a good job here we will develop people who you know you'll develop competition they'll just naturally not like you and i think that we've done a decent job of that we of also developing have a lot of, com- of developing competition we have, we have like way us. more you know friendly companies yes we, we talked to oh history. absolutely and we have dlf matt waldman i mean we have some DFF site. scott fish dff fantasy site points. cff yeah. site fantasy points we have we have NBC a lot sports, of sports we got a ton yes of, nbc sports um yeah. i mean a lot of people who yeah. we have a, we have a lot of friends fantasy, do you there, say there, fantasy there's points? really two groups that I mean, don't just, like us and without well you pretty much just identified them because we just said everybody who likes us there are two groups that don't like us, and doesn't bother me one bit. If you don't like us, you can call me at 616-308-6341 and let, and let me know. <laughs> Going to call and ask about the PS5 tomorrow. We did that to a buddy of mine for April Fool's in college, but we said that he had um, a bunch of puppies that had to go today. Oh, <laughs> And there were so many people that were like, my kid really has wanted a puppy for forever. Like, and he was like, guys, you got to take my phone number down. Like I, I'm like, people are like, that's, actually that's like, legitimately cruel. upset about it. That's, <laughs> it was, that is, it, it was fun. It was fun. That was a good April Fool's. Yeah. The, the worst thing that we did in college was when our friend lost a, uh, lost his fantasy league freshman year. Uh, we had to shave a Clemson tiger pod to his head, like totally shaved his head. Clemson. And he had to get up in our student union and scream, I wish I went to Clemson. Um, so like, you know, South Carolina fans, students aren't really the most amicable when it comes to, that. you know what? Can I say this? You know what I like? 
So I'm getting ready to post mashed potatoes. I'm getting ready to post a list of like Debbie CFF and all that kind of uh, oops uh, names that you should uh, follow because we were having this conversation. I just feel like, you know, it's natural to, Hey, nobody's done this in a long time. And I will inevitably either leave someone out or not include someone that I don't like and their feelings will be hurt. Their feelings will be hurt and you'll see some sort of, some sort of, uh, some response tweet. tweet, some sort of subtweet, which I probably don't won't see because I either have you blocked or muted anyway. So I will Jesus. sleep just fine this evening. It's a sensitive, um, sensitive crowd out there. Although I gotta say, oh, it is really someone's sensitive. like it's really releases a, a huge list of you know go follow these Debbie people and none of them are like any of us. I'm not like offended, but I'm always like, what the fuck? Like, uh, kind of advice are you giving people if you're not telling them to follow any of the 27 people that work at C2C? I, it, like, doesn't, I mean, it doesn't buy. It doesn't probably. Oh, what, what is the a wolf doesn't concern himself with the opinion of sheep? I just, it's just. That's Felix's motto. That should have been the final. No, I mean, it, let, let me think. So if it was, <laughs> let me think. If it was like Matt Waldman and said, like, here are some Debbie and C2C accounts that you should follow and didn't include. I mean, you got, you, was, you got a you know, weekly I mean, show with the dude. If he didn't include you, that's you what should I'm saying. Like, got a protest. There are only a few authorities. Felix was his sixth Austria, choice for that show. Little known why, fact. Why? It was. Why are you? Why are you trying to end the show? I'm not. I just, that was a really show? good wrap up line. You know, you are always you people. Let me, let me just tell you right what now. do you mean you, you people? people you people are always trying to end the show early i do you have, have to eat dinner at some point tonight yeah I didn't eat dinner. you haven't eaten what are you gonna have for dinner you're gonna make fun of me so i'm not gonna say it Can, let me ask this question do you guys have content um so not necessarily fantasy account but do you have content creators that you try to model your style after or that you take influence from that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking i know i think i know what austin's gonna say because he really looks up to the established run guys so yeah i'm not capable of doing what they do and i think you know if you've never checked out etr stuff i think they're the top of the industry i think they're all sharp as shit i think they've kind of done what we've done but on a you know like like I mean, th- this is a very real conversation that we're having here. If you like on the campus life pod, like it's a little more of a bit for me, you know, on Debbie debate, it's a little more of a bit for me. Like I have different rules on those two shows, but it's not really like it's me, but it's not me, me, you know, at the end of the day, I think they've done an excellent job of like the bits that they have and kind of the, the buy-in from their, their listeners and their community and their members and their subscribers and, and whatever else. And I think that they're, I mean, recognized as the best of the best. So I think they specifically Adam Levitan, I, I think, you know, I could never do what Levitan does, but I think they're a group that I, if, if we're kind of doing what they're doing, I think we're doing it correctly. It's, it's, that's, that's, that's really... Evan Silva's there, right? Evan Silva's there, Leone. Um, I was listening. They were doing a college basketball how to win your March Madness bracket pod today. I was listening to that. It was it was good. I mean, they're just sharp guys. Like their 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 content kind of transcends. Like this sounds like really douchey. Like their their content kind of transcends like NFL fantasy football. Like you can mm-hmm. kind of take like yeah. their their base whatever they're telling you and apply it to other stuff and like you know be good at it. like winning your March Madness pool. 
like they're, you know, kind of breaking down, you know, comparing the, you know, you go on Yahoo and it tells you how many percentage of people pick this team to go this far. And then you compare it to like the betting lines and like you basically, there's your, your edge. And like, they, they, they're just sharp. There's, they're doing stuff that like no one's really thinking of. And it's like, when they say it, you're like, Oh, duh. Like, no kidding. Like I should have thought of that a million years ago. I like to think that we provide some of those moments for our folks. I think year one zero is kind of one of the big ones. Mm -hmm. uh, again, not yeah. myself personally or Chris or, or us on the back, but I, I think, you know, we'll, we'll get more of those going as we, you guys need to write the article. Cause I keep, I always look for yeah. the article on year one zero and I'm like, wait a minute. It's not, they don't have an article yet. I mean, I know what yeah. you need to just go ahead and because that's like a, that's like Genesis. Yeah, I have a, like a foundational one, so I need to finish it. Yeah, Chris, why don't you finish it, Chris? Send Real it quick, to Chris. I only I've aspire even, to produce content like Felix Sharp. And that's it. Later, boys. <laughs> Thanks, this is man. not true. I'm gonna model oh, who, who do you guys look at? Who do you guys want to model yourself? I want to hear Mox's answer because you know my answer. Yeah, so I um, if you follow me on Twitter... um. I would say that I'm way more non-fantasy Twitter. Like, uh, like I don't model myself after anybody in fantasy Twitter. Like, a lot of what I do is, like, meme Twitter or, like, weird Twitter stuff, um, which Denny is, Carter. like, yeah, like, Denny does, maybe Denny's the answer, right? Like, um, taking stuff from popular culture or um, just, like, it's almost absurdist how I would like describe it. Um, absurdist humor is like the way that I try to lean into things. And like, that's not a really good answer, but that is, that is trying to kind of like how I try to model my content. Right. Like I posted, like we were thinking about names for the show and I posted like 10 different names and like all of them were horrendous names. Yeah. They were like, but like, they're funny in an absurd, in an abs like absurdist humor is really how I try to like present the Arby, give the Arby's brain. one. Give the, Ar give the Arby's title. I think it's called it's called Eat Arby's Annihilists uh, <laughs> Annihilus Analysis of C2C Leagues or the C2C Format or something. These like are that. these are the leagues that the names for the show that Chris Chris suggested. <laughs> the Art of War, except War stands for Wins Above Replacement. Smart. This one, this one's the one that made me laugh. C2C and you slash you're changing C2Cs in you. Which is a play on your what is it? You're changing uh, you and your you're, you're changing body in you or something yeah. like that. <laughs> the Edarby's a nihilist view on campus to Canton leagues. Schrodinger C two C, C two C survival guide, World War C two C, Good Night C two C, and Golden Seas, which is what we call ourselves behind the scenes. Those are all. That was the only serious. Good. That was the only serious one. Yeah, I mean that's 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 kind of try to how I try to present myself, right? Like everyone can use some sort of like how philosophical do we want to get on here? Right. Like, so I don't know how many people are familiar with like Dadaism. Um, it's like a philosophical movement. You don't know how many people are familiar with Dadaism. Let's do Let's go. I bet you I can Google the number Dadaism. Okay. What is it, Chris? Elevator pitch on Dadaism. It's, so it basically evolved out of World War One, um, which is how do I how do I explain it? It's like the opposite of 
anything logical. I don't know how else to ex- like explain it besides that. Um, like just uh, amalgamation of like uh, rejection of reality and like post-war sentiment, like combined into this art movement, which is like really interesting. I think it either originated in France or Switzerland. Um, anyway, like it's this, it's this really interesting art movement, which is just like nonsense, but nonsense in the sake of rejection of like modernity in a sense. Yeah. So like, it, yeah, so it's, that is kind of like how, like I've tried to view things over time of just like nonsense and like rejection of the status quo is like a far more interesting take than uh, aligning myself with like a million other people who are saying the exact same thing. It's like, I just try to keep that in mind in the back of my head. So like absurdity, absurdity is very interesting to me. That's how you end up with four tight ends and five freshman quarterbacks in your first 10 picks. The most ridiculous sure. mock draft ever. All right. What, I, need, I, I need to defend myself. For what it's but, worth, Chris, I actually, I think I agree with you this off season on that take, but that's another discussion for another day. There's some, then this happened. All right, cool. But who do you, who, who's your inspiration, Felix? Or like, who do you model? And then we'll, we'll get out of here. For me, it's 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 Levitard show because that show I'm always sh- feels I'm shocked. Like it 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 sounds it's a every single day it's a hangout, and you don't want to miss being a part of the hangout. And there are inside jokes that go back years, I mean literally literally years. And you know, I want our especially you know Debbie debate to be that way. And I think that you know to a certain extent. It is because if I say uh, Justin Bustin Field, <laughs> Justin, you know that's like a that's an inside joke that goes back what at least twenty four months, you know what I mean? And so it's just uh, that show. Well, one, it, it's a hangout, but two, I think Dan Dan is the like the Dan knows that that coach interviews and people interviews when they ask cliche cliche questions that they're not the interviews are not interesting, and I like to think that. You know, when we, to the extent we can, when we get somebody on, I try to ask them interesting questions. You know, like we asked Justin Hayes, Justice Hayes, what what he's listening to uh, pregame. You know, pregame uh, uh, before before he goes onto the field, stuff like stuff like that to to understand who these people are as as human beings, as opposed to you know, surface level. I don't know questions. So I I definitely take my interview structure from him and then what I want for um, at least for Debbie debate in the after show, the after show is really a reflection of what they do on Lebertard show. I mean, it's just straight up. I've stolen so many bits from there. So many, so many bits that have been, well, it have originated because of something they did on that show. And I've, I've, I mean, I've said that a bunch of times, so that's not a secret. I'm ashamed to admit that I uh, actually like didn't. I didn't know that's where you're going when you like when I was asking you. I should have known because you talk. You you talked about it. I want to know what, what, what did you think I was going to say. Yeah, what did you I, I didn't know. I was like, who does Felix model himself after? Oh, like, what is he going to say here? Yeah. He he literally want Felix wants to be Dan Levitar. Mm, yeah, actually, or do you want to be Stu Gatz? Yeah, no, no. I was going to say you don't want to be Stu Gatz. No, that's true. That's true. I don't want to be. 
No, it's really Matthew. Matthew is the Stu Gotts role. He doesn't. He doesn't know it. He doesn't know it. But he is the Stu Gotts role. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew is playing the Stu Gotts role, and uh, I never got his consent to play that role, which is probably why he's always upset with me. Yeah. So he consented gonna, by existing. How do we close these things out? Eat Arby's. You know why has Mike stolen both the intro to Debbie Debate and the sign off? And and is at the same time subtweeting Debbie Debate with the title of the show. Every single time, it's hilarious. He, he's good at what he does. <laughs> I really enjoy. Mike understands the bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does. <laughs>